Welcome to Sports Weekly with Ayaz Memon. Hello and welcome to Sports Weekly. I'm your host Ayaz Memon. We are in the thick of the Indian Premier League edition 2021 now. It's uh, the tournament's been what just a little over a week and we've already seen some terrific last ball finishes, multiple collapses, some really astounding uh, and some of course outstanding performances. Let's you know we're going to discuss what's excited us in the first week and obviously the fans and uh, you know how the the teams are placed on the points table etc but before we get there how has your fantasy game been going have you made any money yet you would have if you had followed mr fantastic tips here he is again hey thank you so much ayaz and yes it's been a great start to the ipl uh, so many close finishes so many matches won so much money i have won a bit anyways and i hope you guys are recovering your investments at least if not listen on so i realize that a lot of you will need help now given the unpredictability of the format the player form and just you know the collapses i mean that's just mind boggling uh so one day sanju samson is smashing a 120 almost hitting the last ball for a six you know pulling a dhoni out of the hat as they might say and on the next he's gone for four so how do you pick and who do you pick so to make your life easier here are some must have picks for every team for the next week and again this is based purely on form uh, which in the ipl is anyways as fickle as some players loyalty to a team well, you know who i'm talking about so the way you would do this is pick the most feasible combination of players from the list below and you can be a bit creative with the captain choice so remember the fewer number of people that have picked someone as a captain the better your chance of breaking away from the pack that of course provided your captain performs here's my must have picks no matter who the opposition is or who your wild cards are pick surya kumar yadav rohit sharma rahul chahar you could try him as a captain as well you never know he might pay out big on a given day hardik pandya and a wild card could really be ishan kishan that's the mumbai indians offerings for the delhi capitals shikhar dhawan lightning form Rishabh Pant, Prithvi Shaw, he could be a great bet as a captain for the next couple of games. That's typically when he starts to lose form. Chris Wokes and Avesh Khan is a wild card who's been doing pretty well. For the Royal Challengers, Bangalore, it's actually the old guard of AB de Villiers, Virat Kohli and Glenn Maxwell, uh, followed by Washington Sundar and the new kid on the block, Mohammad Azruddin, who could also make an interesting captain, by the way. Now, for KKR, go with Nitish Rana, who's doing very well. Andre Russell's finding some form, even if it's with the ball and not the bat. Shubman Gill, Pat Cummins, a good captain option, and Shakib. Here's a tip for the KKR, especially: pick more players from the opposing team when you when KKR is playing. They just don't seem to have it together at all. Sunrisers, Hyderabad, Johnny Bairstow, make him the captain. Manish Pandey, Rashid Khan, David Warner, and Bhuvneshwar Kumar. I mean the dependence on overseas players for this team is staggering and despite that they're at the bottom. Rajasthan Royals Sanju Samson he had a great game and a terrible one but he's going to even it out over the rest of the season I feel. Chris Morris, Josh Butler, David Miller and Shivam Dubey who could be a good surprise captain. For the Punjab Kings it's a batting heavy team so go for KL Rahul, Chris Gale, Mayank Agarwal good captain choice. Deepak Hooda who could also be a good captain choice and if you really must pick a bowler which you will have to go for Jai Richardson for Chennai Super Kings Moin Ali great captaincy option Deepak Chahar Sam Karan Ravindra Jadeja and of course the rejuvenated Suresh Raina so that's your money guide in the month of April moving on to some interesting talking points that have emerged from last week's games i want to ask ayaz 
Do you think it's time maybe De Villiers considered his retirement? I mean, he's batting like he's 25 again. And the same question for Suresh Raina. Uh, well, Mr. Fantastic, certainly where A.B. De Villiers is concerned, if I was a South African selector or a board official, I would take the next flight out from there. I know we are in COVID-19. You know, the pandemic doesn't allow travel so easily. But what I'm trying to say is, if A.B. De Villiers wants to play or is express, he is expressing a desire to come back into South African cricket, there shouldn't be a moment's delay. Just pin him down, nail him to his word and make him play in the World T20. Because, frankly, without him, I think South Africa will struggle. I know, you know, it, it's a little premature to say it. But look at this guy. I mean, you know, he's 35, 36. But he's batting, as you mentioned, like like he's 25. And, the, the, the you know, the way he's been going about performing rescue operations. It shows a mind which is still, there's no jadedness. Also, the body is willing because he's scoring in you know in double quick time, much as he has done as he has been doing for the last eight, nine, ten years. So this is a guy any franchise would want to have. RCB are lucky to retain him still, but surely, surely uh, South Africa would want his services and the World T20 tournament wants to see AB de Villiers. Where Suresh Raina is concerned, yes, he's made a very good comeback. Uh, I had some compunctions whether how quickly and how well he will gel after the, you know, slightly acrimonious parting of ways with CSK uh, last season. But it seems to have kind of been sandpapered over at least, if nothing else. And he's looking hungry for runs. That's very important. He's looking good in the field. That means he's sharp, reflexes are good, which is also very important. I'm still waiting to see him bowl, turn his arm over and bowl a few overs because that's what made Suresh Raina such an asset for CSK. So... Both these guys, I think, in their own ways, are extremely high value, whether for the franchise and certainly where De Villiers is concerned, even for South African cricket. Absolutely. Now, if Suresh Raina has to bowl, I think MS Dhoni will have a bit to worry about given his bowler's forms. But moving on to their neighbours in Hyderabad, why has the sun set on the Sunrisers? They were such a hot team last season. They've got an amazing lineup, but they just seem to be losing the plot in the field. Well, uh, Mr. Fantastic, I don't know if if the sun has set on the sunrise, but certainly it's not rising for them because, uh, you know, they've just been losing match after match after match. And uh, you're right. I mean, it's a star-studded team, but I think it's a bit of a lopsided team. So, they're not getting the composition right. Uh, you can play only four overseas players. That's their strength. But, you know, they still have to strike a balance between batsmen and bowlers. So, if you take two certainties, which is David Warner as the captain and leading batsman and Rashid Khan as the leading bowler, that leaves two places in which you've got Johnny Bestow, who's been in good form, has been playing in India, makes a good partnership with, uh, with Warner. So, you want to keep him and he's also been getting runs. That leaves one place, which is so far kind of, you know, seesawed between uh, Muhammad Nabi and Jason Holder. So, what this means is, Guys like Kane Williamson, who's a terrific batsman, captain of New Zealand and, in my opinion, amongst the top three in the world, in everybody's opinion, actually. Jason Roy, who's known to be a white ball specialist, England opener. Uh, these are two guys who are not getting a look in. So, that's one part. They haven't been able to sort out who should play or who should not most productively. The other is, when they come to the Indian quotient, so to speak, amongst batsmen, they're struggling. Manish Pandey, has had a couple of good scores, but never looked like winning a match. Sometimes you need your main batsman, and he is a main batsman, to take the bowling by the scruff of the neck and lead your team to victory. That's not what's happened with Manish. I think he's been 
a little too circumspect it's been circumspect to a fault and that started to tell because once these four five batsmen are dismissed then the batting just tapers off yes they've got vijay shankar but he's and you know he's got these bahubali sixes that he can hit but he's not been consistent so that's become a problem while their bowling actually has done quite well i mean they've got bhuvneshwar they've got rashid the holder when he's bowled mohammad nabi when he's bowled they've got many options teen natrajan is there sandeep sharma is there but i think they're just not able to get the balance right i was reading a piece by vvs lakshman who was one of the mentors and he uh, he mentioned that the the team needs to gel and rather quickly and he also highlighted in a way uh perhaps ob- obliquely telling manish pandey that you know you're senior enough and you need to pull your weight in the team so i think that's where the issue where the problem lies in the batting so lots to think about there for the sunrisers um another red team so to speak the punjab kings and they seem to be on form choking at every possible cue i mean sunday's game you score 195 and then you throw it away like how i mean it, it, this is like a specialization it's like great batting fantastic setup but then eh, too too much to win so let's not win it what's going on there yeah, yeah i know I, you're sounding harsh but i know why, where you're coming from because this happened even last season you know punjab king that time punjab kings 11 uh, were in, you know they were so good when they were going well and winning and then suddenly they came to a kind of a thudding thudding halt i think it started with the match against rajasthan royals and thereafter they lost rhythm and they would start losing matches you know even this year i think i think it's a problem of conviction self conviction self belief that hey when we get onto the park we will win matches even the first match of the tournament which they played and they beat rajasthan royals was by a mere four runs and they had put up 221 runs so had samson connected properly not miss hit the ball and it had gone for six they would have lost even after scoring 221 so punjab have a problem of not being able to defend you know one and not being able to defend is one thing the other is also you allow the other team uh, enough runs to score if they are batting first so they have a problem in batting which is very top heavy they've got kl rahul in great form mayank agarwal has struck form gail has been in good touch but you know i'm not saying everybody has to score runs but the batting deepak hooda has been doing well so the batting is not the problem but they've got a problem certainly with the bowling uh mohammad shami is the linchpin but he went for plenty in the last game and he needs to you know kind of get his mojo back because if you get hammered like that you can lose confidence i think also what has happened is they've been plumping for jai richardson and riley meredith both of whom were fantastic in the big bash league but they're taking a little while to adjust to the pitches here and in taking that little while they're conceding a lot of runs both are talented guys but i think maybe one of them should be replaced by a by a, say chris jordan who's who's a very seasoned campaigner white ball specialist or moses enriques who can bowl as well as bat so there is an option for kumble and rahul to try out these guys instead of persisting with meredith and uh, jai richardson also i'm not able to still understand why ravi bishnoi is not being given a, a chance to play because you know leg spinners are doing well in this tournament and bishnoi did extremely well the last time so they tried am ashwin he didn't work out then they've got jalad saxena who also hasn't worked out so i think they need to 
go back to the drawing board and look at a combination which is going to help them win games and i think somewhere rahul has to take charge as you know as a captain and say you know guys we can do it you know not just be a great batsman in this format but also be a forceful inspiring leader to to tell his guys that you know we we put up 195 we can't lose this match we have to win it so ayaz while you say that some of the spinners are doing well do you really think that's uh, that's a true statement for all i mean we saw uh, ravichandran ashwin getting talked about in his opening game and chahal didn't have a very good start and the best bowlers uh, even by stats that i see so far are all fast bowlers yes i think it's to do with the with the kind of pitches that have we've seen uh, you know and if see there when you look at the pitches if you have a flat track like we saw between say punjab and rajasthan royals in the first match that they played scores of 221 and you know 217 on those kind of pitches spinners will get murdered they'll get collared then you've come to the other kind of pitches which have been seen in in chennai at the chepok where there's very little pace the pitches are sluggish and then the ball stops and comes a bit there you can get spinners being successful but there's not been much turn what is happening is that the ball is stopping and coming and today fast bowlers are very clever they bring in so many variations that they almost bowl like spinners at times so there are miscues and miss hits which go up in the air because batsmen have to chance their arms in uh, in uh, in, uh, in t20 cricket but what i see is yes while the fast bowlers have been successful and some of the regulars like ashwin which is a bit of a surprise because uh, uh, he has had such a great season and he's not been he's not made an impact so far and that's one of the reasons why delhi capitals are not looking absolutely formidable because the batting is doing except exceptionally well but the bowlers are struggling both both champion bowlers rabada and ashwin are struggling and yet when you look around you know look at somebody like rahul chahar he had a bagging first match he's picked up seven wickets in the next two games including a four wicket haul which helped mumbai you know mumbai has been defending very modest scores 150 or thereabouts and if a spinner is succeeding in that it shows you something or tells you something about the spinner the spinner acknowledges the fate of the captain but it also shows that spin has a role in this format uh, format of the game and then we've got rashid khan you know i mean you can't discuss t20 cricket without rashid khan he's not picked up a bag full of wickets but he's been most impressive he's he's the kind of guy who when any team playing sunrisers hyderabad says acha char over let's see off four overs of rashid khan let's not try anything funny there let's not try anything adventurous and then we we'll look at what can be done elsewhere yuzvendra chahal in the last match you know after two poor matches started coming into his own it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly what's happening with the spinners but i think they they they're starting a bit slowly but they'll come into their own as this tournament progresses and that's why i feel uh, you know they could punjab could uh, look at somebody like ravi ravi bishnoi very strongly so uh, i mean staying with the spinners and kind of moving on to a next talking point is also about the ball being wet in the second innings and more than one captain or coach have pointed this out and do you think that's a affecting the fielding team overall uh, and b spinners specifically yeah i mean it's if it's a, if the ball is wet it will affect you know all uh, b- both pace bowlers and spinners spinners a little more because of a short run up and they are not hurling the ball you know they are using their fingers and wrists more than fast bowlers would so in that sense a wet ball difficult to grip creates problems but interestingly uh, mr fantastic what's happened is that 
the pattern to start with was captains winning the toss would opt to field first saying you know it's easier to chase in the second innings now the trend seems to have changed a little rcb kohli aggressively went and batted first saying that you know if you, if i put up 170 180 on the scoreboard then it's more possible for us to defend that score than if you are chasing 160 170 so it's been of a, a bit of a mixed trend so it's very difficult to kind of say what exactly is working what exactly is not except to say that whichever team plays good cricket is winning so i also want us to look at some of the top performances of the week you know uh chehar and chehar rahul and deepak shining for different teams shikhar dhawan abd and maxwell that was some partnership and some hitting in that game chris morris bringing his team back from the dead literally dragging it by the uh, whatever you drag it by and the so what what do you think of some of these performances i think all the performances you mentioned are fantastic i mean deepak chahar 4 for 13 one unbroken spell uh, he just took you know just took the match away in that in that instance so and deepak chahar has got the ability to swing the ball late he's got a natural outswinger can also get the ball to come in a bit but the outswinger is his main weapon uh, and against punjab that was you know if you're 26 for 5 which is what was punjab in that match then recovery is very very difficult though shahrukh khan tried his best but uh, rahul chahar i think to me he's been the more impressive if not the most impressive bowler because he comes in at a time and remember i'm, I'm reiterating this when mumbai is defending 150 or 149 or some such score and the team has started off well they look on course for a win and then he comes in the middle overs he picks up wickets he doesn't allow runs to be scored freely of him and then sets up kind of a platform for jasprit bumrah and trent bolt two of the best in the business for in the death overs to come and choke the opposing batsman so rahul chahar to me has been absolutely fantastic now uh, of the other players that you mentioned they've largely been batsmen shikhar dhawan to me so far the batsman of the tournament uh, in the first 7 8 days Yes, I know. Uh, you know, we've spoken very highly of A. B. De Villiers, but Shikhar Dhawan, top of the order for Delhi Capitals. When he and Prithvi Shaw get going, they look irrepressible, unstoppable, and that's the big threat to any team which is playing Delhi. Shikhar Dhawan, I think, has also got a sight set on you know the World T20 Championships, uh, so he's going to look for a place in that tournament because uh, if, if Virat Kohli is going to be the opener and Rohit is the other opener. it's not there's not much space or you know room and rahul also being in the team so you have to do something really extraordinary to get the attention of the selectors and that's what shikhar dhawan is doing maxwell i think has been in many ways the revelation of this tournament he's made what 176 runs in three innings and i think the previous year he had just about a little over 100 in the entire season so what's what's been the big change this is this is about chemistry it's not about necessarily about skill or coaching or whatever i don't think anybody can coach glen maxwell at this age what to do whether he should play the reverse sweep or the switch hit or not uh, but what you can help him do and that's the environment at play uh, that you know help him relax not be kind of bogged down by pressure of expectation and you know this thing of oh one more failure what is going to happen i think in that sense he he looks happier in this franchise than he has been in the last decade so it remains to be seen that whether or how long or how much it helps uh, rcb but so far they won 3 out of 3 matches 
And then there's Chris Morris. I'm happy that you raised his, uh, you put in his name or you raised the question about him. Uh, from 72 for 5 to take his team to win in a flurry of sixes. Now, a lot of people thought, or and quite logically, that, hey, why should Chris Morris get 16.25 crore? Does, does he deserve this kind of money? I mean, who is he? He's not Ben Stokes or he's not even a Glenn Maxwell or one of these you know big guns in international cricket. But Morris has this ability, apart from being a, a, a good bowler in the death, a tall, big guy, rangy fellow, he can work up good speed. He's a very good fielder. But he's also a very good, strong finisher. So he's an all-rounder. He's a bowling all-rounder. But he can really bat well in, you know, 4-5 overs spells. Not, you, you don't expect him to come at number 3 and start batting for 16-17 overs. That's not what is expected of him. And he, he took Rajasthan to, a, to an incredible, improbable win. And that's why, I, at least... At least where Rajasthan Royals is concerned, and remember, they don't have the services of Jofra Archer and also Ben Stokes now. We'll be looking more and more at Chris Morris to support Samson. And, you know, if Josh Butler comes into form, these three guys are going to become the big guns on whom Rajasthan Royals' uh, prospects rest. And the other sort of shining light in the first uh, week or so of the IPL has been a lot of the unknown Indian stars, you know, people like Shah Rukh Khan. And they are knocking on the doors of what was called, let's say, a second-string India team that beat Australia. So, uh, that's that's a fascinating story coming around there, isn't it? It is. It is. It's absolutely fascinating. So, what's happened is we all kind of lauded. First of all, we enjoyed it. We admired it. And then we lauded the work done by the second-string team in Australia especially. Remember, in the Australian Test Series, where so many guys got injured uh, and you had you know, Ajinkya Rane leading a team of six, seven guys who had possibly not played maybe even two or even less than that uh, test cricket. And then they came good. And why did they come good? So, I want to, this is my theory. So, it's not just about, so the second string was very effective, very good. Then we, when we came back home, there's Akshar Patel doing well. Mama Siraj in Australia, T. Natarajan, Shardul Thakur. Starting with Rishabh Pant, you know, who was under a cloud. Washington, Sundar, all these guys putting in either match-winning or match-saving performances, or both actually. Then you had Akshar Patel coming in. It showed you the depth of Indian cricket, which is which exists. And all of them have actually come through the route of the IPL, so to speak. They made their mark in the IPL. They caught the attention of the selectors there. And now, there is a third, third string, or it's almost like a wave which is coming. There's Chetan Sakarya. There's Shah Rukh Khan, there's Mohammad Azaruddin, who we haven't seen. Uh, he's in the RCB team. There's Prasidda Krishna, uh, and so on. You know, there's lots of players who are what you can call the third string, who are also vying for attention. The other thing which is happening in Indian cricket currently is that the pool of talent has expanded manifold. Players are coming from every nook and corner of the country, from the Mufasil areas, from the hinterland. There's a hub and spoke model where from the Mufasil areas, talent scouts go in and put them into the pipeline. They come into the main centres and play. IPL talent scouts go out and look for these players. Or state teams, Mumbai cricket team or Karnataka cricket team. But once they are found, there is a lot of internal competition amongst these players to get ahead. And that is helping raise the bar, helping raise the standards constantly. So, what used to happen, if you might remember, Mr. Mr. Fantastic, 
you know, in the old days, we used to always marvel at the Australian system where they would throw up players regularly of world-class caliber. And, you know, somebody like an Adam Gilchrist or Matthew Hayden or, you know, some of these guys, they became test players only at the age of 28, 29, 30 because there was so much strength in talent in Australian cricket. It used to be said of Australian cricket that they could put up two teams at any given time to play international cricket. I think that's what's happening in India today. So, you can put up two or three teams and therefore, the 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 third fringe is putting pressure on the second fringe which is putting pressure on the mainstream players who exist. And this is being reflected also in the central contracts. For instance, the central contracts which has been announced now in the Category A plus are only, there are only three players: Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, and Jasprit Bumrah. Fair enough, because these guys are certainties for all three formats. I would have said, okay, even Ravindra Jadeja could feature there, uh, and maybe in you know our Ashwin for the kind of performances he's put. But Ashwin is not playing white ball cricket. Then you got Category A, where there's a fairly large you know chunk of players from from Rahane to Pujara to Ashwin to Jadeja and you know, all of them. There are certainties in test cricket. And there are others like Rahul and some of the others who are certainties in white ball cricket. And then there is a category B and C where, you know, there's a flood of players. But the point I'm trying to make is you take away six or seven players like a Kohli, Rohit, Bumrah, Jadeja and, you know, maybe not many more and say a Pujara or Ashwin or Rahane for test cricket and Rahul for white ball cricket. All the others are interchangeable. So, six players missing from Australia, the second string fits in and they win matches. And if tomorrow, you know, the main guys are not there, these guys will come back and play for India and I think will do well. Likewise, if the second string guys, for some reason or the other, they lose form, they get injured, they are not there, the third string is ready to come in. And believe me, because of their IPL experiences and the fact that they are so competitive and their nerves are so strong and their ambition is so deep, they will also do well. So this is becoming the phenomenon of Indian cricket. So let's put that one down for a system that finally actually works in India. Well done to the PCCI. And looking forward to the next few matches, uh, the Mumbai-Chennai caravan will now move on to Ahmedabad and Delhi over the next weekend. Uh, do you think that will bring about a further change in tactics? We've seen whatever little evidence of the new Ahmedabad pitch as being a bit of a dust bowl. And, well, so is Delhi traditionally. So, uh, do you think that might just change the balance? And do you think this as a format is actually more exciting? It could be. I think so. I think the home advantage is nullified. In the sense that, in terms of matches, it could be more exciting. In terms of building up loyalty for a franchise in the larger perspective, you know, and not, revenue. And revenue. Therefore, revenue also. Because that's it's built around city loyalty or community loyalty. And that may, will not happen if you don't have home matches. So, uh, that's the, there are pros and cons. But to, to say which team will have advantage. Look, I think Ahmedabad, we saw some dust bowls and, you know, rank turners and whatever. And all the phrases that you want to use uh, during the series against England. But in T20, I would think the effort would be to make more, you know, pitches which are more even... Or certainly, in fact, maybe even loaded a little in favour of batsmen because that's what people want to see, the big hits. Uh, More patas. Whether, uh, pata, patas, yeah. Whether 
you know, Ahmedabad or Delhi will suit team A or B, Mumbai or, or Chennai. Uh, I think whichever team adjusts or adapts very quickly, very swiftly, is going to make or take advantage. And I think both these teams, Mumbai and Chennai, the advantage they have is that they've got guys at the helm who understand these things extremely well. Both Dhoni and Rohit Sharma, uh, they are fabulous captains. They read the conditions well. They are they are very adept, as I understand from players that I've spoken to. Uh, they read a pitch very well. So, I think teams which adjust and therefore how they pass it down to their players and their respective teams is going to be the, is the crux. So, I think that certainly uh, it's going to be a bit of an advantage. It may not necessarily work what I'm saying, to the advantage of, say, a Sanju Samson or a Rishabh Pant or maybe even a KL Rahul who are fairly new to captaincy. And, and this, this is just a surmise. It's not a, it's not a comment on their ability to know or read pitches or read conditions or not. They may be damn smart. I don't know. But I'm saying the experience part of it, they are still relatively inexperienced. That's good to know. Uh, and the final question, which probably could well be the million-dollar question, is RCB are unbeaten as yet. We've seen this before, uh, where they've had a fabulous start. Uh, but can they sustain this momentum? And while it's still early, who who's the most likely to challenge them? I think the first question is more relevant than the second. Because uh, if you don't sustain this momentum, then who's going to challenge you doesn't really matter. Uh, lots of teams will challenge you. You know, any team can challenge you. I think for... For Royal Challengers, Bangalore, what's what's been good is that some of their key players or all their key players have have struck form. So Virat hasn't got a massive score, but he's looked very good uh, in two matches of the three. AB De Villiers has been in, you know, he's he's a rock star. I mean, he's 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 batting at his best. Glenn Maxwell hitting his straps so early is a very big boon. You know, he's contributed in all three matches, so that's fantastic for them. Kyle Jamieson is a find. I think he's he's got this ability to come and like Morris to come and hit, come and hit big sixes towards the end. But also he's what six eight can deliver the ball or does deliver the ball from great height and not easy to hit. And therefore he's of value on pitches, even if there is not much in it for the bowlers for the fast bowlers. I think the key for them is going to be the form of Yuzvendra Chahal, Washington Sundar, Mohammad Siraj. The bowling has to come to. RCB's support at all times. You know, they must take... I mean, if I have to give a parallel as to which team they should look for, uh, for, uh, you know, inspiration, they should look at Mumbai. Mumbai has, you know, Mumbai has got a powerful batting lineup. I dread to think what will happen when Rohit and Pandya brothers and Pollard also start clicking along with Yadav and Suri Kumar Yadav and Ishan Kishan and and, uh, Quinton Decock. But the way Mumbai have been bowling, that's to me, that's really Mumbai's strength because whatever the situation, they seem to find the guys to pick up wickets and win matches. That is what that is something that RCB need to watch it. You know, they've they've won these three matches. They've won, and no no taking it away from them at all. But uh, I don't think the bowling has looked entirely convincing as yet. Do you think the next week when we speak, we'll be talking about RCB still being the leaders? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good question to toss to Virat Kohli or Mike Hessen or you know one of those guys. But hey, why not? I mean, look, they've got a head start. Now what they need to do is keep their heads on their shoulders. You can't be cocky or arrogant and say, ha ha ha, I won three matches, I won the tournament. It's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, let's hope for their sake they're able to keep it together. <laughs> 
Pleasure talking to you as usual, Ayaz. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mr. Fantastic. As always, it's. I mean, you you know, you just ferret so much information for me that I sometimes wonder whether this is my show or yours. But never mind. It's always a delight to have you here. We'll catch up again next week at the same time on Sports Weekly with Ayaz Mehta.